0: You're listening to Human Hackers, where we talk human and online. With Phil Richards and Ian Hopkinson. We're back from holidays and feeling very relaxed. Hope you had a good break. We're going to kick off the year with an episode called Humans and Online. Where does the power come from? Phil, how are you today? Very good, Ian, and looking forward to this what well, is probably a bridging topic really
1: uh, from uh, the human space into the online space and it really does set us up uh, well to move into the, the, the future episodes.
0: We've had a great ride so far and uh, and we, the dynamic's going to be a little bit different today isn't it? So so I'm going to be talking a bit more about the online but just to set us up Phil, where, where have we come from?
1: Well we started out with that series around identity and as we talked about before in human hackers it's it's all about we're not just sort of making out with doing all this super duper preparation in the background we're doing a lot of this spontaneously and like everyone does learning on the way and and getting a, a context for how podcasts work as well and that's a performance piece for us so so really there's been a couple of dynamics going on number one uh we talked about identity because that is really a centerpiece to what leads into the online space as well and number two we've been inherently talking about performance as well and while we've been doing both of those things we've been letting you guys in as listeners to say well this is what we're actually doing so so where we've been is the human space we're about to go into online and today is is really about identifying what what the basic framework is without going in too deep because it's too easy to get lost in these topics it's about getting that basic framework in place so it sets it up well for the future episodes of hackers
0: yeah and we've got no takeaways today, which I'm proud to say. <laughs> we do have three distinct sections, though. Yeah, we're sort of at pseudo takeaways. Yeah, pseudo takeaways. There you go. See, we've we've just relanguaged, relanguaged the. I, I might like the the concept of a takeaway now if it's got pseudo in the front of it. It's
1: sort of modified, really, and it's it's all in the end. It's a value piece, I suppose, is what we're we're delivering. Each section is a value piece, whether it's a takeaway or you know whether it's in a KFC box or a McDonald's box. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. So as long as the values there. Are you looking for sponsors, Phil? Well, we could lead to sponsors later on, but I'm not entirely sure about that. That's something we to discuss. No,
0: all good, all good. So, so really, the three key areas we're going to be talking about today: uh, humans do business with humans and that's that's going to be our first section. So technology is the great enabler, not the not the focus. The second part really is going to be, how do search engines work these days? Where is Google headed? And then we're going to get into, how do we grow our influence online? Knowing those first two, two parts, what do we actually do? What are the major elements? What are the practical things that we can do to grow our influence? And I think that's something that has a lot of organizations businesses individuals are grappling with at the moment on a daily basis as to how to grow their influence online absolutely and i I think
1: I'd be very surprised if everyone that's listening in doesn't identify with that uh, that dynamic that challenge that issue um you know and it brings in some of the identity pieces from before as well so it's it's a, those three topics are perfect in terms of a framing for where we're going in.
0: I'm glad you think they're perfect Because um, <laughs> this <laughs> This is the first time I've kind of done the heavy lifting on the on the framework here, so I'm under pressure. It's alright. Pressure's good. Oh, right, she's fine. All good. Uh so first of all I guess the, the thing that we I, I observe on on a regular basis, um, in my line of work is that everyone seems to dive in um to the technology and get excited about that. And in this case it's online. Mm-hmm. They get excited about that, and that's great. But there's a tendency to forget that that you know, humans do business with humans. You know, the the relationships that we're building, the connection, the engagement piece is absolutely critical. And without that, uh, there is no online influence.
1: Which is which is why we started with identity in in the beginning, because ultimately that's a foundational piece to that relationship. And like you've said, technology is the enabler the piece of wire if you like between the two parties not the not the complete reason
0: yeah that's right and that's where the branding comes in um that's where the you know having your story and your message really um really clear and and aligned with you know who, who you are and what you're about uh that's where that comes in because uh unless you've done that not necessarily deep work, but unless you've done some work there, and you've as we as we mentioned in in the purpose episode, unless you're on the way to knowing why you're doing what you're doing, then just basically got an online um, facade that's not going to get the engagement that you need. That's not going to reach your audience in the way that you want to reach them.
1: Not with any emotion, anyway. And, and I think the the interesting thing between the the point you make about the technology uh, versus the, the the foundational pieces, things like identity is that we're probably more willing to just jump into the technology than we are to just jump into the identity piece. In other words, trying trying things on from an identity point of view versus trying things on from a technology point of view. Mm. We tend to engage in that technology one easier because it's seen as being external to us and we just pay some money and get some technology and use it and away we go. Whereas we both know that really to make it work properly, the point you're making now is is you really got to get that foundational piece in and understand the technology, and bring those two together.
0: Yeah, it's less confronting, isn't it? It's like we're hiding behind the screen, or, or whatever it might be. Um, mm. Well, that's a big bridge, gene, too. It is. That's that's exactly what the,
1: the difference is between the businesses that are out there are the ones that actually are willing to move into that space and give it a go and get it wrong to start with, um, rather than, than
0: just hiding, like you're saying. Yeah, and people tend to do that with email and text, don't they? It's a, it's a useful tool, but but uh, it can be overused. Mm.
1: And, and that's where almost, you know, I feel talking about this, because I, I get this as well, and, and you've been in the same space, I'm sure, like everyone has, um, where, where it's sort of working out who you are and then how do you put it online and then what do you put online and what are people going to need? The realities are it is just a matter of jumping. It's, it's bringing these two things together and being willing to actually explore both and understand that point about the fact that it's actually a human-to-human transaction. Where technology happens to be the communication medium, and and it will represent you initially, but ultimately it's going to be human to human transaction. That's where the relationship truly exists. It's not actually with an organisation as such.
0: Yeah, it's nice to put your phone down and walk away from it sometimes, isn't it? It's essential. And just leave and just leave it all on its own. Or <laughs> turn it off. I was I was <laughs> I was in a. Um, at an agency the other day and I was actually sitting in the lunchroom I was looking out the window and I was sipping on a glass of water and I was just thinking and one of the staff came in to I don't know get a cup of tea or coffee or something and um, she looked at me and said you're a weirdo what are you doing I said I'm thinking I'm looking out the window I'm having a break like I was, I started to, I started to feel. What? Hang on. Why? Why do I feel like I am defending myself here? And then she said, "Where is your phone?" She was American. I am not just putting on the accent for the fair effect. <laughs> Where is your phone? And uh. I went, "It's at my desk, with my other gear, with my computer and whatnot." It was just a really funny moment, um, and I thought, "Is it a generation gap?" Am I? <laughs> Am I getting old here, or is it just a style thing? Is it a balance thing that we, we seem to find, or
1: is it actually a choice? Is it just pure conditioning? And and I think that you know that's a that's a major piece. It works for us and against us, I suppose. And in, in a business sense, obviously the the ability to utilise you know, all the forms of social media and online, um, and have that delivered almost instantly, and then potentially getting responses back instantly, is incredibly powerful. Um, but then you've still got to sit back like you were in that lunchroom and, and get a view on the world that is, is beyond, um, you know, the focus of what that conditioning's about. So to get a perspective on where are we actually heading with this. Yes, I might be enjoying it in the moment, but where are we going? So so, so this, this whole thing about the human, the online piece just works. When we realise what's going on, I think it's like a lot of things, when we realise um, what is happening and we can step back and get that other view, then enables us to actually properly utilise what that facility is, whereas when we get lost in it, it then becomes all-encompassing, and invariably we end up just following the process or following the direction of whoever's delivering the conditioning. So that that ability to step back and get a view on it, like you did sitting there sipping on water and thinking, and being uh, disconnected from the technological world, is a you know is a great thing to be able to do on a regular basis. Otherwise, I think we lose you know they say the wood for the trees yep we lose our a navigation piece in that too i think so yeah
0: and that's where the great that's where the magic happens for me when i've got that that space and i don't have any technology around me um and i suppose i know that i need to do that that's that's part of the as you say you know the your habits you know you i guess I, I guess that's a condition in a way i know that that works for me so i do it but i'm not reliant on on my tech
1: no and I think a challenge too I mean, is that we're almost fearful of letting go of it yeah it's, al- it's almost like the connection is the technology <laughs> it's not actually you know as long as you've got your phone with you even if it's turned off yep there's, there's maybe some you know where it is it's in your right pocket or wherever you store your phone but the the the, the, the thought of of actually um, with the fact that we get conditioned to the point where we are reliant on having it yeah and it is the only source, and the, and you see that all the time in cafes and and restaurants and all sorts of places these days, where you know two or three or four or five people might be sitting at a table, and they're all on their phones, and it's sort of like, yeah. like what is going on here? And it feels like for me, it feels like I'm watching a movie. It's like like watching you know the Matrix or something, where sort of like these people are not even realizing they're doing it. They've gone past that point. Yeah, and and I guess. Looking at looking at hackers about human and online, we've got a you know a business or a self starter orientation. Um, again, you know it needs to be reinforced that that is in some ways an advantage to us. Um, but I think using that that knowledge and that opportunity with integrity, and and building in some foundational, raw and real, grounded sort of approaches to that, and genuinely delivering value, is where we need to be. And and that involves stepping out into a different space. And respecting the relationship. Yeah. And and making sure that we're putting ourselves out there to deliver the value.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're listening to human hackers. Stick around. I met up with a neuroscientist the other day for coffee, as you do. <laughs> <laughs> and I was quite embarrassed because I had basically arranged to arranged to meet him for coffee and the coffee shop was closed. Um, actually, the first coffee shop we went to the that, that was open, but the machine was off and
1: it would have been a neurologically challenging environment to be in Ian. It,
0: it was actually and then the next cafe we went to was closed completely and so he and i <laughs> he, he, he and i and his and his partner sat we sat on outside this cafe that was closed we didn 't have any technology we didn 't even have any coffee or even, not even a glass of water. And we had a very enjoyable chat.
1: <laughs> well, you've just you've just probably not so much the water these days because we're probably seriously dehydrated a lot of the time. <laughs>
0: oh. But certainly, the
1: coffee, the coffee and technology; those two things are so intrinsically linked.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, the, the, I just thought that was really amusing. I said, "Oh, I'm really sorry. I was a bit embarrassed." And then I thought, "Hang on, he you know he knows how the brain works. We don't we don't need any of that stuff. We just need to have a chat."
1: Yeah. yeah. basic human stuff, it's the simpler stuff. So I mean that all that, that frames it really well, I think, Ian, and obviously we're gonna be able to explore, you know, the depths of of this human human relationship as we move on. But I guess in the context of a, a human focus, one of the big things in the online space is search engines. Yes. And and obviously that's not an area that you're unfamiliar with. <laughs> so what's what's the what's the next what's the next step in this? We're just, we're saying human human online. How do we relate that in any way, shape or form to, to that search engine space?
0: Yeah, this is the the great mystery. Um and yes, I I am immersed in it on a daily basis. So I guess just to give a bit of an overview of where Google's headed would be a good idea. So um you know, obviously when the when the internet began, maybe I should put on my film trailer voice for this. When the internet began um twenty five years ago, um, organising the world's information was, was you know at that stage pretty straightforward because there wasn't a lot of it to organise so there was only a couple of parameters in the algorithm and the idea at that time was to to bring up um, relevant results and um, and that was it, that in itself was was a, a highly innovative moment I suppose in in history um, and we've come a long way in that time and and I guess where Google's been going throughout that um, throughout the the years is really to to ensure that we're we're making we're giving the searchers a, a a relevant and a trusted experience, and it's really been about you know making sure that the user is happy with their with their result every time and. There's a lot that Google does there with the algorithm on a constant basis to, to ensure that that happens. And one of my favourite quotes from Google is um, where they talk about, you know, they you know, we may be the only people in the world who can say our goal is to have people leave our website as quickly as possible. <laughs> I just yeah. love that quote because um, that is their job. And it's also the job of... Uh, yeah, webmasters as well, but that's that's a topic for another episode. Um, but Google really, over that time, has learned a lot. I think about how to move more towards um, the branded experience for for users, so that they're rewarding brands who who are telling the story and and do have a great user experience and something engaging to offer. Um, and ironically, to to do this they're utilising more technology so more automated processes essentially to make the online experience more human would you believe Phil hmm um, interesting there's well, an idea <laughs> <laughs> um, and look a, a lot of this is a, a natural progression you would you would um, you know it's quite a logical um, evolution uh the other side of it is though that humans being humans and wanting to take shortcuts is a lot of a lot of webmasters, SEO people, SEM people, all the different terms f- for digital professionals were looking at ways to get their clients higher and higher in searches and you know at one point that was all about getting a lot of links and yeah, the more links you had the better it was um and there's a whole lot of other examples lo- like that you know where um People basically just abused the system and Google had to shut down their rhetoric around or change the narrative, I suppose, as to what they were telling people. The more they told uh, the digital people out there, the more they used that against them by trying to take shortcuts. <laughs> yep. So there's this been this cat and mouse game the whole, the whole way through. And so, you know, beside the logical progression that we want a more trusted and relevant and, and human search experience there's been the you know the, the black hat tactics if you like that have spoilt it for the rest of us and google's really had to accelerate the quality of of the algorithm and it's not perfect i mean it's one of those things will, their job will never be done um and there's over 200 signals now that google looks for to rank rank a brand online wow you know so um probably the number one is what they call rank brain you're listening to human hackers stay tuned so rank brain really is google's machine learning environment where it's learning from all of the world searches in, in sort of a an offline environment if you like and then all those learnings get poured into a um I guess into there's a a number of those learnings that uh, Google will grab and feed into the new algorithm updates. And that is a fascinating topic in itself, and we could do our, a, an episode on that. Some people would probably fall asleep, but we'd have fun, Phil.
1: We <laughs> <You> always do. <laughs>
0: um, and that's brain is really important because there are a number of algorithm updates all the time, and there's multiple layers on the, of those. Um, but the next big thing really is is trust. So having trusted sites refer to you, uh, sites that have been around for a long time that have a great reputation and that are very well linked to themselves and referred to themselves. So if they're linking to you, then obviously in an online sense, that's going to have um, bring a lot of trust um, or link juice, as we call it in the industry. Um, some people call it Google juice. So if that's coming to your site, then then you're going to be um, obviously get rewarded for that and be being higher in search. The other really critical element, of course, which holds all of this together is content. So if you've got quality content um, and you're doing it consistently, um, then you'll be rewarded for that. And obviously, this is, you know, without content, there would be nothing to index. So this is a, an absolutely critical piece.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can see how this works. And I can also see how 99.9% of people out there don't even appreciate the fact this is going upon the scenes. Uh, I mean, one of the points you made there, you said early on there uh, about relevant and uh, trusted experience. From a human point of view, the intriguing thing there is is we start to look at, at habits and patterns and the fact that they're capturing it. Yep. So in terms of the search engine's understanding of us, you know, and that our, our behavior leaves trails, our actions leave clues and trails, and that can then be mapped together or brought together, if you like, into a a profile of who we are, that's both powerful and in some ways disconcerting. <laughs> <laughs> and that in, in, in it's just a really interesting space because it 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 transitions that you know that need to I guess have a have a personal life or you know, know who we are and, and sort of we know and other people don't necessarily. It's sort of like that that personal space, I suppose, is what I'm trying to encapsulate there. Um, at the same time, we've got this thing called a Google search engine that, that is is actually taking that from us in the sense of capturing the patterns and probably quite accurately being able to build the profile and tell us who we yeah. are. And yet... The other side of it, from a human point of view, you know, we're uh, we're trying to find out who we are in some ways. So it might be that Google knows more about our profile in the sense of knowing who we truly are than, than what we do uh, as an observer. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and people tell search engines things that they won't tell the closest, you know, nearest and dearest, you know. Um,
1: yeah. And but not deliberately though it's it's more like picking up the patterns so it's it certainly That's right. yeah and and the trust you know you're talking about the rank brain the trust and then the content i guess a lot of times we focus on the content when we're thinking about talking to someone we're probably thinking about the content we're not necessarily thinking about building trust or respect and in a, in a normal interaction rank brain you know google directly isn't playing a role there but I guess in the end, all this leads back to that influence PC because it's, it's really about understanding or Google effectively giving us information that also supports the brands that are out there that are doing the job with the content, that's allowing that trust to be built you know, around both the content and the consistency. Um, that's, that's a form of influence because they're, they're influencing our choice by showing us what they think is relevant based on the performance of the brands.
0: Yeah, and this is a controversial area lately with with, uh, a lot of the data conversations going on. Um, But Google, yeah, they're they're organising the world's information for us, really. They're providing an unbelievable service um, for free, essentially, and then off the back of that, obviously, making making some good coin on the advertising. Um, But first and foremost, they're providing an incredible service. And it takes work, you know. If you woke up one day, Phil, and and said to and said said yourself, looked in the mirror, and said, "You know what? Today, I'm going to start a company that organises the world's information." Would you be a bit restless about that, Phil?
1: I'd feel like I was having a very cognitive sort of moment. But the funny thing is, I remember when this happened. Um, you know, going from bullet board days and prior to that, with just literal modem hookups, if you like, a bit of a bit of bit of techno chat here. Yeah. Um. The but I remember when Google came in, and you know, at that stage I was writing code. I was writing code for search engines, and and it was just code you wrote, and you had you know standard algorithms you'd use to do the searches and. Allow people to retrieve information. You know, I didn't recognise the power of that. Yeah. In light of the internet back I, then, I didn't know but, this about.
0: Um, I didn't know that, that that little morsel of your, your background. Still. No, I'm learning. I'm <laughs> learning on the fly here.
1: A bit of a bit of IT background. So yeah. So there was. All I'm saying is, I didn't realise the power of that. I suppose. So my answer to your question is, if I'd known about the internet when I was writing that code, it would have been a different story. But uh, <laughs> I didn't, and so. Consequently, that chapter of my life did not occur. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it, again the bridging piece which leads into your third point in around how to yeah, how to create influence online.
0: Yeah and, and growing our influence, I mean you talked there about Google's um, platform having influence over us and, and essentially, you know learning as the algorithm is learning from from our search behavior and feeding that back to us. And maybe that's a bit scary in some cases because how do we how do we learn who we are if we keep getting more of what we who we've been? Now that's very ex- yeah. existential, isn't it? But um, um, you know that's that's all well and good, and that's what's happening to you when you're locked into your Gmail account, for instance. And I think a lot of people don't realise that all of their fresh searches are based on their their past search unless they go incognito and start again essentially um so that's all that's all well and good but really what my third point really is about is growing your influence online not only means establishing all of the human components of of you know the individual the organization or the brand but um, but if you understand a little bit more about how the search engine works you can essentially influence people through knowing the search engine better, if that makes sense. Um, mm. And I've, I've narrowed that down into to seven key areas. Out, out of those 200-odd signals, I've narrowed those down into seven areas. And not surprisingly, the first of those is trust. And then you've got identity, relevance, consistency. Then you've got reputation engagement, and then longevity. Um, Now, these are all familiar words to the listeners out there. You've heard those words before, but you you may not have thought about them in the context of the search engine, that that's really what the search engine is looking for. And if you can work towards fulfilling, I suppose, that criteria, then you're well on the way to influencing the search engine and then in turn the audience
1: that you're trying to reach. And that's that's where it's exciting, Ian. And that, that's I guess for people listening, human hackers essentially we created it around this sort of concept. Mm. And and there's gonna be some surprises turn up in future episodes around that as well, that that the, the listeners are gonna to want to be on air for, listening to and taking advantage of. But the the actual the, the thought of you know, most people I think we're thinking about search engines. It's about just getting found, being seen, yeah, um, and not really appreciating and understanding that that's that's one aspect of it, but that's not where the true power sits. The true the true power sits not a, not around just being found. The true power is about the level of influence that you're creating when you are found. Yes, and and that just, that magnifies the effect beyond belief. And it it backs up what we've been talking about around some of the more foundational things around identity, which you've listed there as one of the factors uh, in the Google Google search engine. Um, It it backs up the fact that we're, we're talking about getting down to those foundational pieces. So it's not just about getting found. It's not just about putting some profile online that looks rosy and happy, but doesn't reflect the people behind it. It's not just about an interaction between a potential client or you know part of your target target audience and your online presence. It's about the interaction between that target audience and you as in the people in the organization. It's also around how you're forming that relationship with those people and the degree to which your material allows influence to manifest. Because ultimately we're looking to shift the behavior of other people. The very thing that Google is tracking from a human point of view, the behaviors, the evidence you know that's left behind after our actions and defined by, by our searches. That very mechanism is what we're trying to influence, and so it sort of almost comes around and hits you on the back of the head again. But you know, I think I think this is just a, this is just a, this is this is exciting because this is this is about the this is about taking things to another level. Yeah, it is. This is about multiplying the effect, magnum, magnifying the effect. You know, you said technology is an enabler. That technology is a really broad firm, uh, term. Sorry, it's 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 a, uh, you know, it might be just hardware. Technology is sometimes seen as hardware, whereas the software piece is obviously becoming more relevant these days. And that technology thing we've been distracted by, like you said earlier on in the podcast. So we're in a position now where we can press the reset button and say, right, okay, I understand now. It's not just about the technology. It's not just about the online picture or profile we've put up it's actually about two deeper things. It's about the the human being behind it, and it's about the influence we create as a human being. And then more importantly, to actually magnify the effect of that, it's about how we create that influence in that online space, which just blows my mind in terms of where this can go.
0: Yeah, and it, it keeps going back to the question again, are you ready to be found? And the other day we were discussing this, that that question is a bridging piece between human and online. And, and for a while now I've been thinking, are you ready to be found in a human context? Is more speaking to the person who it wants to influence. But more, more of a, like as we go along this journey, more and more I'm starting to realise that it's the same question to the person who's on the end of that influence as well. Mm. You know, are you, are you, Ready for my message to reach you? You know, are you are you ready to hear what I have to say? You know, it's a it's this two way engagement that makes it so dynamic and so interesting and intriguing. Um, as you're developing um, as a brand and creating those platforms to have those discussions, and we're doing it ourselves right now, Phil. That's the most. <laughs> to me that's the most amusing part of all this is that it's sort of uh, like you know what is it Uh, art imitating life or life imitating art which whichever way uh, whichever way it goes
1: and you have got to be able to let go to do that too and that's again we've touched on that in the past but it, it is it is an exciting time and and to engage in that process i mean i'd probably describe my appetite for this as being insatiable in terms of the it is literally exciting to get involved in this because I know it sits at the the heart of what we're about as people. And, you know, between us, I suppose the ability to influence others that are listening to actually step up to the challenge of being part of this process as well. You know, we yeah. and I was reflecting before about takeaways, you know, we talked about takeaways and all that stuff and it is a boring word and it's overused like a lot of other words are too. But, you know, it's the question that we're asking you as a listener it's the challenge we're putting out to you as a listener that's going to get that level of engagement to start with. And if you become, as a listener, or you know, you or I as individuals, in are just observers of this process, and just you know, intrigued by it and interested by it, and we're a little bit engaged by it, we're going to get an equivalent result. And we need to extend past that point. We need to get 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 our heads around the fact that we're not. This isn't about just being an observer. Be an observer for sure. But be engaged at the same time and switch between those two locations, and understand the meaning of what you're observing. Understand the meaning of what you're feeling, and understand that the feeling is the bit that multiplies the engagement big time. And that means it also multiplies the ability to influence, which links back to, you know, the branding, the message, the story. So, so it's sort of like forget about everything else, and just let go and get into this, because this is this is where we're going to. We're making that transition from. You know a place of of being the observer, of having the separate profile that's external to us. And what the messages are we're getting in the big, wide world right now in all forms of media, everything online, is that that doesn't count as much anymore. We need to get to the place where we're letting go and we're engaging at a whole new level. and and that's that's why that's why this is exciting. <laughs> Because it is literally, it is, is it, it's, a, this is the key point. Yeah. This is exactly what the listener that right now that's, that's listening to us, that's the challenge. Not just are you ready to be found? Are you ready to let go to allow yourself to be found, like you're saying?
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: It's putting it out there. So, it, Phil. yeah, it's a, it's a great Yeah. Well, I'm excited, Ian. I'm not sure about it, you. The are you excited? Oh,
0: look. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find other words like you did insatiable. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just absolutely ripe. It's, you know, at the very heart of the discussion that uh, we're having on a daily basis. And, and, you know, there's there's a lot of businesses out there just absolutely craving the know-how, you know, craving the insights, craving the direction to um, to know really what to do. And this is a critical, you know, bridging piece that we've discussed today that, a lot of them are just yeah, they're just at the bit. You know, you know what do I do? It's mm. it, there's a they're just lost and and um, and that's that's why this is a great platform for us, Phil, to be to be having these um, discussions. And as you say, hopefully, just getting getting people um, energised to to do what they need to do to to get the breakthroughs.
1: Which is what it's all about. And and being, um, I think I'm making a word up here, I'm pretty sure. Technologically.
0: Technologically uh, is right.
1: Yeah. I was going to say technologicalized, but I can't say it properly. Technologicalized. The point is, the, the, the point is the, the and who, who cares? Make up words or making up words. I love anyway. this. We could do a
0: that. whole segment about yeah. made up words. As long as, yeah.
1: Yeah, as, long as as long as we understand what we're talking about, that's what it's all about. But, the, you know, in, in the end, the technology has been the focus. It's been down that path. That's not It's not dead. It's still going to develop. It's still going to move on. But that's not where the edge is. No. So you want the gold dust. Okay, embrace that. Yes. Think about being found. Absolutely. But then move to the next space, which is a deeper level. It's about that influence. It's about those relationships. It's about all those things. Get into that. That's where it's going. And I'm really excited as to where we're heading in the next episode, Zane.
0: Well, thank you, Phil. We've we've done it again. And we've got some serious momentum going now. So uh, I look forward to the the next episode. Thanks, Zane. Technological. (laughs) You're listening to Human Hackers.